are listening to the Calvary Church Podcast, where each episode features a life-transforming message that was previously recorded in one of our services. And now, let's join a service that's already in progress. But Pastor Timothy Lee is uh, a man on a mission. He is anointed of God, and uh, what I love about him, he's always on the cutting edge of what God is trying to do. His church, his leadership of his church is one with an open hand, and uh, he does tremendous work leading that congregation, leading that ministry, and uh, he's invested in me, he's invested in this church uh, in many ways, and uh, we're just very, very honored to have this tremendous family, this tremendous pastoral team with us today, and uh, would you give him a great Calvary welcome this morning? Amen. You know, uh, I'm a first-generation apostolic. I don't take that lightly. I honor. I mean, I'm sorry, but when I was just sitting there, I was a wreck. My heart is so full of thanksgiving. You know, sometimes, you know, I understand. I've made a... I preach a... Sermon one time to our church, and I entitled that message God has no grandchildren. Amen. God refused to be a grandparent because you know, as much as I'm the first generation, I, I told the second generation and third generation, you got to make that switch to be a first generation, and you cannot live on your dad's faith. Somehow or other, whatever your daddy's encounters, God will be your encounter. You know, and, and, and there's a shift right now going on with our young people, and I'm so proud of them that, that, that they are tired of listening to other people's testimony. Amen. That they want their own testimony. And, and, and some of us have this big idea that, you know, i got to be all perfect. Let me, let me say this to you. I'm not perfect at all. I am very imperfect, but I serve a good God that is full of mercy. You know, in spite of my weakness, in spite of my failures, in spite of my shortcoming, God's grace still works. And I just don't understand it. But that grace not only works, it transforms me. Amen. I never dreamed the day would come that I'll be a preacher. Of all the people, if I were God, I would not choose me. <laughs> Amen. But He chose me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. It's so good to be here. Uh, you may be seated uh, again. So thankful for the ministry of Bishop Pasley. He came at the right time. At that time, we just lost Sister Willoughby. Uh, and our church was going through a little bit of havoc. I don't know whether you have that in your church, but sometimes church go crazy, especially when you lose someone you love. And people were acting crazy. People were feeling insecure. That happens. And we had a business meeting, the hardest business meeting we ever had. And at that point in time, God sent Rick Flowers, Brother Rick Flowers and Brother Norman Pasley. It wasn't planned. I didn't know that he's supposed to come. That is the first time I met your bishop. And he brings energy into that room. Amen. And, and I still remember he going to the office and he would look at my library. And he would look. Oh, well, Intentions Dragon. That's a good book. And then he looked look at me. So you have problems in your church. <laughs> you know. And then, you know, they, Bishop Willoughby was there. And it wasn't a pleasant business meeting. It was the worst business meeting, in fact. Uh, 
and there were decisions made and the whole church voted me as the pastor and, and there were some people that were not happy. And I remember Brother Pasley shouting. <laughs> Can you imagine that? <laughs> He's shouting about it. Yeah! <laughs> and I was like, and he's not even a voting member. <laughs> Amen. Oh, you know, and the only thing that, you know, I, I remember him saying this, if you come to Ohio, Cincinnati, you must come to my church. And sometimes I'm so afraid, you know, to put things in the Facebook because you look at it. Oh, you are in the States and you never come visit me. The second time if you do this to me, I'll get offended. So again, I'm here by the grace of God. Amen. You have a wonderful heritage. I'm so thankful for this church. Amen. Your, your, your bishop was one of a kind. But he has given to us this legacy that we got to continue. Amen. We got to continue to change the world. Amen. And I know that he is a man of missions. Amen. He loved missions. And again, I'm so thankful for uh, Pastor Alice and Sister Alice, also Sister Pasley. Amen. I greet you in the wonderful name of Jesus. Thank you. Amen. We are here because of people who believe in missions. Amen. Uh, I will always miss his tweets. Epiphany of the day or today. I decided to take my own liberty. I say, epiphany of today. Amen. I am in the Calvary Church. Worshipping with you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. I, 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 I do have a word for you. Amen. We are living in these last days. One of the most exciting days that we live in that God is calling out people. We have seen revival all over Asia. And I've got to tell you something. Asia wants this. I say again, Asia wants the gospel. Amen. Uh, you know, I know that there are times when you pray for missions and you're wondering what kind of effect am I making by praying for missions. Here I am. An answer to your prayers, and I thank you for praying for us. And right now, we are praying for the states. Amen. Praise God. Crazy things are happening. Things that have never happened, and we have got to be sober. We got to get ready, people. This is the, you know what? I, I, I've said this to many churches, you know, we are in the finals of the finals. Amen. I don't know about you, but I know that baseball is big here. Amen. And I pray for the rates. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. But would you ever put the worst players in the last days or the finals of the finals? God called you out. And I'm looking in the midst of an all-star team. Whether you believe it or not. But there are people here that's going to change the world. Amen. This is not a time for us to get distracted. This is not a time to play church, but be the church. And I know that my wife preached a message on what does a disciple look like. And she quoted Matthew chapter 4, verse 19. Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. I want you to notice this. In the scripture, God's obligation is to make you fishers of men. He did, not, he did not say that you will be a better businessman. He did not say that, that, that you will be a good husband. I'm not saying that those things are not needed. You, you understand what I'm saying? He did not say that you will be a good student. He did not say that you will be a good inventor. But he did say that he will make you fishers of men. So today, part two of the lesson... When fishermen don't fish, what do they do? Amen. Are you with me today? 
I'd like to begin by sharing a simple story, and it's a true story. Okay, I want you all to pay a close attention and then let the Holy Spirit speak. Okay, is that okay? Several years ago, in London, England, the city was flooded with complaints about London's mass transit system. It seems that the city's buses tended to drive right past bus stops, even though there were customers standing in line waiting to be picked up. Called upon to explain their action, the London Transit Authority released the following statement, which has become infamous with public relations, uh, relations departments everywhere. It read, It is impossible for us to maintain our schedules if we are always having to stop and pick up passengers. What's wrong with that statement? They got their priorities confused. They thought that their job was to keep a schedule. When in re reality, their job was to pick up passengers and deliver them to their destinations. Because they got their priorities confused, they failed to do that for which they were created. We laugh at this simple story. But let me ask you this question. Are we doing what God is calling us to do? Are we making disciples at every level? Amen. I, I, if, you, if you are an investor, if you invest in a bicycle company, right? And at the end of two years, they tell you we made a lot of wheels, but we, don't even, we haven't made one bicycle. Let me tell you something. Let's not get distracted here. The mission of the church is to go make disciples of all nations. And, 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 and here's the thing, that sometimes, you know, we can get distracted. We get distracted over music. We get distracted. Those things are good. But, but, but that, that alone is not a component of making disciples. So we, we, we got to ask ourselves some very important question today. And, and, and our church has been, been re-evaluating where we are at. We are measuring where we are at. Because at the end of the day, God's definition of the church and God's definition of the mission matters. Because if I don't do what I was created to do, then there is no justification for my existence. Amen. Come on, everybody say amen. I know that today... I want to challenge you. Easter is around the corner. Easter is a great time to invite people to church. But more than just inviting people to church, we need to make disciples. Amen. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 and 10. And I'm reading from the message version, okay? Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 to 10. Saving is all his idea and all his work. And can everybody say Amen. All we do is to trust Him enough to let Him do it. It's God's gift from start to finish. We don't play the major role. If we did, we'd probably go around bragging that we've done the whole thing. No, we neither make nor save ourselves. God does both the making and saving. Everybody say, God does the making and saving. He creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join Him in the work He does. In the work He does. The good work He has gotten ready for us to do. Work He had better be doing. Everybody say, Amen. amen. You see, again, let me say this. We are not saved by works. Everybody say, Amen. amen. We cannot save ourselves. Can I hear a big amen? amen? But having said that, we are saved unto good works. That means we have work to do. I can't be busy around saving myself and do the work that God wants me to do. Okay? I know that I've been saved. Amen. Salvation is a free gift from God. Everybody say amen. Come on, everybody say amen. And I have a passion and desire. The greatest story that needs to be told to the whole earth is the good news, the gospel. Everybody deserves to hear the gospel. In Asia alone, there is 2,300 languages and we barely scratch the surface of translation. Amen. I mean, there are times where, where I met people and say, do you know why we celebrate Christmas? And they say, no. 
When I heard that, I cringed on the inside. And I took as much time as I can to share the gospel with that Uber driver. Amen. Because sometimes they think that it is an American religion. Some people think that Christmas is all about turkeys. Amen. Ham, Christmas trees and presents. Let's not get off track. Everybody deserves to hear the gospel. And the gospel is the death, burial and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's not about Christmas. It's not about Christmas trees. And I, I, you know what? I like Christmas trees. Amen. I'm not saying that you throw away your Christmas tree or burn your Christmas tree down. I like Christmas trees. I like turkey. I like ham. We do that. But in the midst of celebrating Christmas, this is your time to preach the most wonderful message and the reason why we celebrate Christmas. Everybody say, Amen. Come on, Amen. Again, we are here about the Father's business and it's what we call the Great Commission, right? Everybody says a Great Commission. Okay, commission means a task, assignment, duty, job, charge, mission, authority, power, responsibility, position, appointment, command, directive, instruction, charge, contract, assignment, a warrant. Are we about doing our Father's business? And why is it so great? Because it carries with an awesome responsibility. Because it has power to save. Because it is a wonderful message and because it is a wonderful privilege. Amen. Matthew chapter 28 verse 19 says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And everybody shout, Jesus' name. Teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and in Samaria, to the ends of the earth. The Greek word witness is not a command, but rather it's a natural result of the Holy Spirit within uh, you, turning the message into a messenger. Amen. Come on. It is not difficult to be a witness. Come on. I mean, we overcomplicate things. Okay, let me give you an illustration. My wife, she's a homemaker. And she loves this mop. Okay? It's called the Roman mop. You don't have it in the States, I'm sorry. Okay? You want it, you got to get a hold of my wife. That is the best mop that she ever used. And then when someone would buy a new home, she would say, oh, you need to get Roman mob. You need to get Roman mob. And she become an advertiser of the Roman mob because number one, it works. Amen. I mean, it is not difficult to be a witness. Oh, you need Jesus in your life. Amen. Can I pray for you? We have complicated being a witness. It is not difficult. Amen. What has the Lord done for you? You need to take inventory. Amen. And be grateful. All the things that God has done. And, and please, 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 don't use Christian jargon. Praise the Lord. I was disappointed. I was down. I was devastated. But Jesus Christ came into my life. Amen. Come on, use terms like devastated. Don't use the terms like amen. Amen. How many of you ever go to school and when the lecturer was teaching and you just shout amen? <laughs> then you look, oh, what's that all about? <laughs> amen. Sometimes we stay in church too much that we don't know how to connect with the world that is hurting, bruising, looking for answers, trouble, transitions. And some of you, you are going through a hard time. I speak to you right now. God is in control. He will turn all those hard times into times that you can remember His goodness. Amen. That you are going through this patch that is difficult because someone needs to tell your story before there can be a testimony. There must be a test. 
Amen. Come on, everybody. Say, praise the Lord. Come on, one more time. Say, praise the Lord. Amen. You see, what happened when fishermen don't fish? Amen. That, that we are so busy getting into church. By the way, church was never meant to be a building. Let me repeat that again. Church was never... I mean, how can you... The Bible says we are the church. How do we go into a church when we are the church, when two and three are gathered? It's a call out of assembly. Hello? Hello? Amen. So, you know, in, in our church right now, I tell people, say, don't invite people to the church. You are the church. They look at me, huh? You can share the gospel without the preacher. You can share your testimony without the preacher. Everybody needs to learn how to ought to share the gospel, death, burial, resurrection. And if you have a hard time, we have developed a lesson. Just one hour, I'm going to pass it to uh, uh, Pastor uh, Alice, you know, and you can get it from him. How do I share the gospel? 15 minutes or 20 minutes, whatever it takes. And it comes with graphics and it's free. The reason why it's free is because I want you to infiltrate your towns, your cities with the gospel message. Amen. I no longer have people come to the altar to pray. You know why? Because in Bible studies, they are receiving the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I say again, God is wanting to... Let me share a real quick story with you. This is amazing. There was this lady who is working for a Pakistani family in Singapore. Okay? And the niece of this Pakistani family called all the way from England and asked the question, do you know of any Christian peoples that I can interview? Because the school will require us of doing a study of another region religion other than ours. So, here comes the Pakistanis family. Yeah, our, our, our helper here is a Christian. You can Skype, Skype and interview her. Within that interview, that, that niece received the Holy Ghost. Hello? Amen. Amen. That's not over yet. Everybody heard about this commotion that the whole school wanted to fly her all the way to England to speak to 800 students. But she couldn't make it because, you know what? She was sick. Sick and still share the gospel. This lady was unstoppable. They made up a plan. You know what? I can't go there, but let's do a Skype Amen. Session. And she spoke to 800 students. At the end of the lesson, she spoke about your religion cannot save you, only Jesus Christ can save you. At the end of the lesson, four of them got water baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. You know what that tells me? God is so desperately wanting this message out. That He will use Skype. He will use FaceTime. He will use Instagram. He will use social media to get the message out. You know what? We are the true influencers. Let me repeat that again. <laughs> Amen. We are the true influencer. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. First of all, we got a good product. Amen. Amen. We got a great message. Amen. Oh, and the gospel message works. Amen. I'm saying this again. The gospel message works. So, what happened when fishermen don't fish? They fight. Amen. Matthew chapter 20, verse 20, all the way to 24. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her two sons. She bowed down in front of her, him, sorry, in front of him to ask him a, for a favor. What do you want? He asked her. She said to him, Promise that one of my sons will sit at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. 
Jesus replied, you don't realize what you are asking. Can you drink the cup that I'm going to drink? We can. They told him. Jesus said to them, you will drink my cup, but I don't have the authority to grant you a seat at my right hand or left. My father has already prepared this position for certain people. When the other ten apostles heard this, they were irritated with the two brothers. Amen. James, I know I didn't give you this scripture, but it's James chapter 4, verse 1 and 6. Where do wars and fight comes from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasures that war in your members? You lust and you do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and you do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures. When the people of God is not doing the Father's business, they fight. They become carnal. That they start to build their own kingdoms. Let me tell you something, okay? Everything, everybody that is in a leadership position has got to teach home Bible study. Every people that stands here, sits here, everyone, if you tell me that you are too busy teaching home Bible study, in fact, I made a statement to the church, I give you permission not to come to church if you are teaching home Bible study because that's what really, really the church is really all about, to make disciples. Amen. And our tool for, for making disciples best is, is what we call unlocking the Bible. I mean, we don't use the term home Bible studies because Singaporeans will not understand what is a home Bible study. Amen. So we want to give tools to help people unlock the Bible. Does that sound better? Amen. <laughs> Amen. So we, we, we have a 12-week Bible study and at the end of the 12-week Bible study, you know, chances are they will be part of the body of Christ. Amen. And we are losing everybody to teach it. Amen. Everybody say, praise the Lord. We got to be careful that, that coming to church is all about programs. Amen. It's all about ministry. And, and any ministry has not to do with the outside. Amen. The great commission. We got to be careful. Uh, let me say this. You know, a uh, 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 part of growing, you have to practice this art of pruning. It's an art because you want to cut properly. In order for us to bear much fruit, the Bible says that you got to prune. Amen. I've got to ask myself, what activities is really taking my time, my treasure, and my talent? Do what, what am I doing out there? You know, like, like watching Netflix. I know you guys don't have Netflix, but Singapore is very famous. But not only you have Netflix, you get Hulu. Singapore, we haven't got Hulu yet. We got Hula Hoops, but no Hulu. Amen. But, but, but again, the most precious commodity for me right now, I'm 49. Amen. I'm still a baby. Amen. I know some of you are older than me. I'm a baby. But some of you, I'm a grandpa. Amen. I understand that. Okay. But, but again, the most, as I grow older, I've realized this. Though, the most precious commodity is time. Amen. And now, I, 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 you know what? Young people, listen to me. You all think that you are immortal. I was your age before. Oh, <laughs> I can make all the mistakes that I want to and I learn from experience. Let me tell you something. That is true. But experience is a brutal teacher. The, oh, they don't tell you that you have to deal with regrets. Regrets have negative emotion that will paralyze you. You be thankful that in this church you have paths. Amen. I mean, you say, oh, I don't know what to do. Follow the paths. Get into membership 101. Get in 201. Get in 301. Get in 401. And whatever one. Get yourself equipped. Amen. At least you are not left to your own devices. Because let me tell you something. Boredom is the result of the lack of purpose. Oh Lord, help me here. Oh, you know, my children always tell me, Dad... What am I supposed to do? I'm bored. And I got so thick and said, yo, you're bored. You run and hit yourself on the wall. I mean, I'm just kidding, you know. And then you look at you, stare at me like that. Amen. 
I mean, come on, if you are bored, you need to go back to purpose. What does it take you to become a fisher of men? Amen. If not, you start to build your own kingdom. You start to build your appetite for, for entertainment. Oh, in US, there's something that I've seen and I am a little bit appalled that preaching gets shorter. I was taught by apostolics that however long it took to preach, you don't put a time limit on the preacher. Hello? Are you still an apostolic church? Amen. We were taught by old timers. Oh, pray until something happens. Not a five-minute prayer. Oh, 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 you guys, you have elders in your life. You got to be very thankful for elders. We don't have. The elders is me. Amen. And, 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 and I, I remember Sister Dowdy, Judy Dowdy. She was a prayer warrior. And I, I remember hearing someone cry in the auditorium and I thought it was an angel crying. I got scared. So I look around and I saw Sister Judy Dowdy. She's laying flat, prostrate on the floor, groaning in the spirit. And I, I don't know what it is. And I just hang around her. I say, I got to get this somehow or other. You know, this is not taught. This is caught. Amen. And, and, and I started learning how to travail in prayer. Amen. Some of us have faith in our prayer, but I have faith in a God to whom I pray to. That's a whole different thing. You know, we use words like, oh, you are the Alpha, you are the Omega, the beginning and the end, but we don't really know what it means. Somehow or other, we think that our prayer life has got to be so sophisticated with words that found biblically. That, that it was a show when we pray. We are really saying that, God, look at me, look at me. I'm so spiritual. By using the words, I look so spiritual. Oh, I'm quoting scripture. I look so spiritual. But, but we have, the, the apostolic church have lost the art of crying out. Amen. The art of crying out. When you read the Old Testament, oh, you read only when the children of Israel cry out. Amen. Cry out. Yeah, crying out is an emptying of yourself. It's a cry of humility. It's a cry of surrender. It's a cry. And, and, and sometimes, we, if we are not careful, we are teaching new converts how to pray. When, 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 listen, how many parents are there in the house of the Lord here? How many parents are there? And you have babies, right? Do you not know that a baby can cry before they learn a language? They can cry and you can tell the distinct cry that is a cry of, of, of pain. It's a cry of empty. It's a cry of help. Amen. And, and, and the most powerful prayer that you will ever pray is a cry of desperation. It's a cry of humility. It's a cry of surrender. Amen. That, 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 that we don't need more, more eloquent speaker. We need people who know how to touch the throne of grace. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, we got to be careful what we are doing right now. We are entertaining people. Amen. Some of the churches that I see, the lights are so dim. I thought we are the children of the light. It looks like something that I, I, I see when before Christ, I, I, I go to places that I shouldn't. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. They have likes. I'm like, what? I thought I was redeemed. And they make preaching so short. I, you know what? Chinese people, if you make preaching so short, we feel that you, you shortchange us. I can preach in China for four hours. They say, anymore? Do <laughs> you know what, what our issues are? It's the good thing that has become our idol. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. And if we are not careful, we let good things like Netflix, some wholesome movie. It's a good thing that, that rob us from our desire for the real thing. Are, are you with me today? then I'm very careful with this thing called programming of the church because I still am a good old-fashioned. There's no good old-fashioned, in fact. There's only one 
what works in 1940, 1930, 1900s, Azusa Street still works today. Let me tell you something. Why the reason why church have to result in those things? Because there's a lack of miracle signs and wonders. But miracle signs and wonders comes with a price tag, consecration and, uh, consecration and dedication. Oh, we don't like this word called separation. Let me say this again to you. If a church doesn't have a threshing floor, Oh Lord, not everybody that walks in wants to become a disciple. Majority does not want to be a disciple. Amen. Because discipleship, in order for you to become a disciple, in order for us to make disciples, we need to learn how to travail in prayer. That Christ may be formed in them. Oh, we think that it's going to be programs. I thought that it was becoming programs and, and this class and that class until I learned that I have to travail in prayer because travailing in prayer creates desire for them to want to have the word. Amen. I don't want to manufacture. Listen, God hit me hard because we have a strong discipleship program called Next Steps. God spoke to me, are you making disciples of TJ or are you making disciples of our, me? I'm sorry. I cannot understand why church put, I love my church. It depends what kind of church first of all. If it's not an apostolic church, you know, we, we, we pride ourselves as apostolic. Do you know the apostolic, the word apostolic says, really means to be sent. So to be apostolic means that we all have to be sent. The strength, write this down, I love this quote. The strength of the church is not its sitting capacity, but its sending capacity. So who are we measuring? Amen. Everybody say amen. You still love me? You still want me to preach? Praise God. Amen. You see, I'm in a quest right now. Okay, I, I'm not into preaching big messages. I'm not into being coming of conference. I'm, I'm here really enlisting people to make disciples. Amen. I, I, I come, you, you know, how many of you want a formula to reach the whole world? How many of you want that? Jesus gave us a strategy, but we don't value the value of one. We want numbers. Let me give you a strategy. 35 years, we can reach uh, over, I think, 64 billion people. Or 34 billion, 34 billion, 35 years. 34 billion people. How do we do that? If one of us will make one disciple every year, and that disciple will make another disciple, and that disciple will make another disciple, and that disciples will make another disciple, within 35 years, we've won the whole entire world. So Jesus was right. He said, go make disciples. But you know what? We've gone to the dark ages that we want great messages. We become sermonized. We love, we, we call, we become sermon junkies. That, that we go from one conference to another conference to another conference to another conference. That we say we are so busy that we do not want to go out and do God's work. Okay, listen. The Lord told me this. No, just because a church is alive doesn't mean it's healthy. Oh Lord, help me. You still want me? Or not? <laughs> okay, then I was saying, Lord, what do you mean? Look at you. You are alive and you are limping. I said, yeah. Oh, oh, by the way, I preached so hard that I popped my own calf muscles. Seriously. And I didn't know what I was doing. I was running, pop! And my wife heard it, pop! And she goes, what's that sound? <laughs> it's my leg. <laughs> so, so, you know, and I was struggling my way back. I was like, oh, they say, wow, you cover it up real good. Yeah, there was pain, but there's laughter. <laughs> and then I, I, I was dragging my leg and, and, and I was camouflaging it. Like, Lift your hands and pray, everybody. And then I was like, ah, lift your hands and pray. <laughs> and I managed to climb up and finish the entire message. Is there a God or what? Amen. Oh, Lord, Amen. <laughs> Here's, here's, here's what's happening to churches right now. Okay? And there are some churches, they need revival. I agree. You must know there's a difference between revival and harvest. Revival is when something is dead. You revive it. We, we, we always put these two words together. Okay? So there are churches, there are people that need a revival service because they are spiritually dead. Okay? 
Everybody say amen. So you, how many of you work in, as a nurse in an ER? Any nurse in the house of the Lord? Nurse. Oh, no nurse. Okay. There is this equipment called defibrillator. You all know what a defibrillator is? Right? Okay. You know, uh, when someone has a cardiac arrest, boom, they fall down. And they, hello, are you awake? Hello, are you awake? Right? So they wake them up, shake them up, you know, but they are still, there's no, there's no pulse, there's no pulse. So the ER, uh, 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 a nurse will, will take the defibrillator out. You know, you see those movies, you know, I know, don't bluff me, you all seen movies. You know? and, and they'll do this, they rub the thing, right, and they go, clear! Boom! Then the guy go. Then there's no, they go, toot, Okay, let's, let's, let's turn on the power. More power. Amen. More power. <laughs> Boom. Right? And then we, let, we send them home. But the problem is we never ask what causes the cardiac arrest. You know what health is? Health is a bunch of systems working together in the church harmoniously, unitedly. That's what health looks like. Amen. The digestive system is working in harmony with the, you know, with the skeletal systems or whatever system there is. There are basically 12 systems in your body. And in a church like this, we have 12 different systems. And it is a good study. And I've done it. If you want to study, what does all those systems represent in the church? Because we are the body of Christ. There has got to be 12 unique systems. Working together in harmony. If not, if that person is still alive and they go to a <laughs> revival service and you shock him, he dies. Do you know how many services have killed apostolics? Hello? Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. Okay, let's go quickly right now. When fishermen don't fish, they become judgmental and have a religious spirit. Amen. They look around, look at me, look at me. Like the Pharisees, sir, when God desires mercy and compassion. Oh, look at me, look at me. I pray two hours a day. If you don't look like Jesus, I don't know who you pray to. I mean, the God that you serve is not the God of the Bible. Someone says, oh, I pray, I do all my devotions, but your, your, your attitude is stinky, your passion is not changed. I, I wonder that the God that you serve, it may be the God of the Pharisee. Oops. Anytime your devotions doesn't lead you back to the harvest field, I question that. Everybody say, praise the Lord. Okay, I don't have time. Reference Matthew chapter 23, verse 1 and 4. Okay, everybody say, praise the Lord. Number three, when fishermen don't fish, they run away. They drift away. Amen. When the going gets tough, when pastor asks for commitment, you drift. How many of you like a good old-fashioned commitment service? You know what? I, I've realized this about commitment. When you preach commitment, you get commitment or you don't. And in a commitment service, right, sometimes the Holy Ghost don't fall. Why? Because God wants you to make a rational faith without feelings kind of atmosphere because feelings come and go when there is no motivation disciplines kicks in that's why you are called disciples amen there are times come on there are times I don't read the Bible because I feel like it I do it because I have to and we are not punishing our kids by helping them be a little bit more disciplined Hello? Come on, everybody say, praise the Lord. If we can discipline them in their studies, why can't we discipline them in spiritual matters which is equally as important? Parents need to use one word. No! Uh oh, oh God. Okay, all of us, you know, you ask all those goofy Christians. Okay, I call them goofy Christians. I'm sorry, but if you're goofy... Let's not be goofy. 
See, what's the greatest command? Oh, Jesus, you love God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. You know, all simple. Oh, love God. I love God. Uh, uh, but, but, but they don't read the other scripture that says, this is a nutshell of the Ten Commandments. Right? So let's go back to Ten Commandments. Ten Commandments have eight no's. You love God, you better learn how to say no. Love is not permissible. It's a feeling. Feelings. It's goofy. Amen. Love is solid. Love celebrates truth. Amen. Come on. Everybody say praise the Lord. So again, you know what? They lose sight of their call to be fishers of men and they run away from every problem because everything they want is me. And if we are not careful as a church, we, we feed that desire. You see, when I become a fisherman, that's something I realized. I study the Word of God more. Amen. I study the Word of God more. I, I pray more. <laughs> Amen. You know what? I have more joy. Amen. I, I have purpose. Amen. I, I, I'm not distracted. I experience testimonies of, of people receiving the Holy Ghost. I mean, it's exciting. It is like getting out of, 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 of the, the, the bench and getting involved in the game. Amen. I prayed this prayer. God, don't make me a substitute. I have a game to play. But don't let no substitute take my place. Don't let no rock take my place. Amen. I want to get involved. I'm a kind of person that I like to get involved. Amen. I like to be the one that is holding the ball and going down the touchline. Amen. Hello? I mean, we were made for adventure. Lord, help me. Amen. We were made and we have the armor. We have the power. We have the authority. And if you think that, that oh, coming to good old-fashioned church is just sitting in the pews, you know, just because you, you, you go to McDonald's doesn't make you a burger. We laugh at this because I'm tired of hearing other testimonies that you need to say, I need my own testimony. I need to go China. I need to go into Indonesia. I need to see thousands receive the Holy Ghost. The lame walk, the blind see. I've got one life. I don't know about you, but I've got one life and I want whatever the Word of God is saying. I want to experience the books of Acts. I don't want to keep on preaching about the books of Acts. Sometimes I just say, ah, enough. Lose me. And I jump into the deep end. Amen. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. Amen. I, I, oh, okay, my time is up. Okay, six minutes. So last one. <sighs> When fishermen don't fish, they forget. They go back to their old business. Remember the fishermen? Jesus, they forget that they were called to be fishers of men, but they went to go fish, fishing fish. They forget. They go, ah, well, conference is over. You know, I don't know about you, but I'm so tired of when conference is over because I know what it looks like. Amen. Oh, BOTT is over. Well, we had a move of God, but now it's back to life, back to reality. And, and if we are not careful, if we don't have pathways, that's why I love, uh, I love what you're doing. You know, you, you know you have a great church. Amen. But better than that, you have a great pastor. Amen. That He's giving your pathways. That means you don't need to be lost. You say, Pastor, now what I want to do? Need to make an appointment with him. Can I join PI? Can I do something about? Can you send me out? Can you train me? Can you equip me? Amen. Because right now, some of you are not even ready. Look here, people. I'm going to close with this statement. I want you to think about it. If God give you a hundred soul revival right now, can you handle it? You know, it was never about the harvest issue. Matthew chapter 9, 27, 28. It's never about the harvest. The harvest is truly plentiful, but laborers are few. But many people thought they, they pray for laborers. It's just like this. Sister Weir, would you come? It's just like this. Oh, Sister Weir, would we pray 
that someone will cook for me? It was actually a rhetorical question. How many of you wants to answer Jesus' prayers? This was what he was trying to say. You know? Oh, pray ye for laborers. I don't want me that you need to pray for. I volunteer. I mean, I want to answer Jesus' prayer. How many of you want to answer Jesus' prayer? I mean, yes, what, what Jesus, will you answer my prayer? By volunteering. Amen. And, and you got PI, you got, you got ministry, all 201, 301, 401. I don't know what all the old one means. But you got all this that will train you how to teach it. You are in good hands. The problem is, will you volunteer? Will you start to prune things that have taken away your time? Look here, this is not exciting. Coming to hear me is not exciting. I may be funny, but... But what is exciting, I still remember when I was a convert and I lay hands on my friend, they received the Holy Ghost. When I knew convert, I'm like, wow, I look at my hand, these are glowing hands, hallelujah. It works, man, it works. So I go around and pray for people, prophesy, lay hands and people receive the Holy Ghost, people get healed. If you only understand today, that what God sees in us today, and, 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 and let's not get all so religious, amen. But we will understand that, that, that we volunteer to get out there, and, and, and it's no, no telling what you can do. If God can use this person who is a domestic helper, which literally means a maid, to share with 800 students, what's that telling you? I. There is a, my spiritual mom, her name is Sister Jenny Miller. She is on, you know, she's hand, handicapped, you know, she has that label. She's teaching Bible study. So, you know, I've asked her this question. She, she's a missionary. Oh, by the way, without license. Huh? And she is doing incredible work in China. I asked her this question. Sister Jenny, how many people have you baptized? 3,000. I mean, a lady, oh God, handicapped. You know, when, when she reached home and it's time for her to come back, here's what she did. She sent a letter to all her neighbors saying, I'm a retired missionary. If you want a Bible study, I'll be free to teach you. And she will point finger, that one received the Holy Ghost, that one received the Holy Ghost, that one received the Holy Ghost, that one was better. Everywhere she goes. Doesn't that sound like what apostolic should look like? You say, you know what? Let's stop disqualifying ourselves. Everybody say, praise the Lord. Sometimes God never disqualifies you. Sometimes we just detour a little bit. I call it a detour, but God knows how to bring you back in a U-turn <laughs> because He turned me around. Amen. Look what the Lord has done. I'm going to nations preaching the gospel. I want to challenge you today. Some of you sitting in this room, God has a calling for you, but somehow or other, oh God, you think that I've drifted so far. In spite of where you are at, in spite, God still can do it. Amen. Oh, I, I speak right now to people that don't even see what God is doing. I, I understand you come to a place where you're so consumed with your own situation, so consumed, but, but God is greater. He who began a good work, He will complete your work. Timing is everything. Amen. And God knows exactly what He is doing. But, but at the same time, you got to make yourself a little bit more available. Hello? Amen. I love the acronym. I close with this acronym. B-L-E-S-S. Belonging locally. Learning truth. Experience transformation. Share the like, serve the community. Is it serve? Okay. So you ask me, Pastor, you have a beautiful acronym. I'm going to give you another acronym that will work for Easter. B, begin with prayer. Everybody say begin with prayer every day. And here's what you pray. Don't say, Lord, bless me. Send me, Lord. L, listen. 
Listen to hurting people. E, this one everybody can do. Eat with them. Buy them lunch. Don't be cheap. Buy them lunch. S. Everybody say S. Serve them. S. Another S. Share your testimony. So before you even share your testimony, write your own testimony down. Some of us, we, 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 we want to preach to people when all they need is for you to share your story. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. How many of you in this place want to be an answer to Jesus' prayer? Lift your hands right now. How many of you say, I want to answer to that call of Jesus' prayer? Why don't we stand for a moment right now in Jesus' name? All eyes closed right now. All eyes. We are not doing this for anybody else, but we're going to do it for Jesus Christ. Amen. If, if you are willing to become officials of men today, why don't you just stretch your hands right now? Lift your hands right now. In Jesus' name, Father. Lord, right now, come on, just pray in the Spirit for a while. Let your tongue go for a moment. Come on, just lift your voice right now all over this place. I'm going to be done real soon. Father, you see those hands that are lifted in this place. Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, God, the Spirit is willing. But sometimes, God, our flesh takes over, Father, right now, in Jesus' name. Father, I pray, let the anointing destroy. Lord, let the anointing, God, come on, just pray in the Holy Ghost. Let the anointing, Lord, destroy yokes right now, in Jesus' name. Lord, this has got to be a spirit work, God. This cannot be me. Lord, right now, God, come on, just lift your hands all over this place. Pray like you have never prayed before. Lord, send me. Lord, send me. In Jesus' name. Come on. Come on, just for a moment right now. Don't be ashamed. Just lift your hands. The Lord has great plans for you. If you allow Him to work through you, in you. In Jesus' name. Father, Father, right now, Jesus, have your way, God. Do your will, Jesus, right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. I know that in the apostolic circle, okay, we come down to the altar and pray. And I'm going to make the altar open. Open the altars up for prayer. Amen. Because some of us really got to pray through. Amen. We got distracted. Amen. I have to tell God, God, you know, there's, in USA, there's so many channels. And I find myself, if I'm not careful, in that hotel room, click, 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 click. And I realized, what did I do? I just wasted time. We are so saturated with entertainment that even churches, even your poor Sunday school teachers have to be so animated just to get the attention of your kids. Father, right now, Jesus, the altar is open, God. I want to talk to you for a moment, Lord. I, come on, come on down. Bring someone down the altar. Father, we want to repent, Father. Father, We've been distracted as a group of people. Lord, we apostolics, God, has been so confused, God. So distracted, God. And Lord, we are just coming back to what we were given. The message of this gospel, death, burial, resurrection, and the way that we respond, Father. I pray, God, that we don't get distracted, Lord. Lord, I pray, God, in these last days, come on, just reach out to God that we will become, Lord, the church. Lord, do whatever it takes to realign me. God, do whatever it takes. Lord, let us listen to the elders that were before us. Come on, just leave your voice. Amen. Amen. Come on, Lord, help us right now. Lord, we are a group of people that who have been lovers of pleasure. 
that the pleasure idols got to come down. Come on, some of you got to tear down your idols. Lord, all those things, God, whether it's Instagram, God, whether it's Facebook, whether it's social media, God, I pray in the name of Jesus, God, that we don't get distracted. Haraka sanda raka. Come on, just lift your voice all over this place. Haraka sanda raka hiya Come on. Let your voice out, God. And Father, we want to be a part of that pathways, God. We want to be a part of the paths, God, that you have called us to do. Lord, right now, equip us, God. Let us not be distracted. Come on, just, uh, if I can get some of the elders just to pray for the young people right now. This podcast was brought to you by the Calvary Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. For more information about the Calvary Church, please visit our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Consider joining us for a service where you will find friendly people, high-energy music, and life-transforming preaching and teaching from a biblical worldview. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or on our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Until next time, Thanks for listening.